Lunchables was like a special occasion because they they were pricier. <laughs> Lunchables, yeah, they're a little on the pricey side. I, I didn't get them uh, all that often. They were definitely like, definitely not exactly special occasions, but like you know, every once in a while I could like uh, beg enough that <laughs> <laughs> my mom would get one. Yeah, especially the, the, the pizza lunchables. Yeah, man. <laughs> pizza lunchables, man. Those are fucking... Those are fucking like, uh... Those, those are like fucking like nine-year-old gold, man. You walk into the <laughs> lunchroom like a king if you got a pizza lunchable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? No, I don't think I want any of those... I don't think I want one of those cafeteria hot dogs today. I have a pizza lunchable. <laughs> Uh, I just came to school in my smoking jacket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was just weird because uh, looking back on it, they're pretty objectively gross. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> when you're a kid, you you like and eat a lot of shitty food, so yeah, this is certainly true. <laughs> All right, anyway, you want to get us going into the Lunchables lunch podcast? Yeah, okay, we can get going here. Uh, welcome to the Feedback Loop, everybody. I am Eddie, with me as always is Donnie. Uh, this is uh, your weekly chill-out music nonsense podcast. How have you been doing this week, sir? I've been doing pretty good, man. A lot of good music this week. Oh, really? I'll take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> I've really only been listening to, um, I mean, we'll get into it, but we, I've really only listened to that new Lizzo. What else dropped this week? Uh, albums I haven't heard yet, but very important. There's a new Mountain Goats album. Oh, yes. I did that, see that. That is Dungeons and Dragons themed. I this cannot mother, wait. This motherfucker is hitting all my sweet spots. Yeah. Like, and even even stuff I don't care about, like the goth, goth sub subculture. I can't make the goth subculture, but yeah, <laughs> I like that album a lot. But no, yeah, I saw that they dropped that on Twitter today. I was like, holy shit, they put out a new album, like literally today as we record this. So uh, we'll definitely talk about that one more in depth next week, I think. And there's also uh, a new Guided by Voices record that I got that I have to listen to. What the fuck? Didn't they release an album at the same time as the Mountain Goats last year, too? Uh, yeah, dude. It's it's guided by voices, man. <laughs> yeah, they release a new album like every three months, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm looking forward to listening. See, I always enjoy a guide, guided by voices album, because I know there's at least going to be a few songs that I love. <sighs> guided by voices to play 100-song marathon concert on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Where are they doing this? Dude, reminds me of a concert I was at. Man. It's like three hours. <laughs> 60 songs. I got one of the set lists. It's like three pieces of paper all taped together. Yes. 25 albums in their catalog. Holy shit. I think I've heard maybe six. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've not heard even a fraction of their catalog. Like, I've heard like maybe six, I think. Uh, let's see. They're known for delivering lengthy 60 song set lists night after night. And they're going to set a new record. They're going to present a special 100-song marathon New Year's Eve the the Terragram Ballroom in Los Angeles. These are some crazy middle-aged motherfuckers, man. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's like... 
that's pretty crazy. I don't know if I could deal with that, man. I think I might tap out after like, as sh I, I might tap out like halfway through that if I was at that show. Like, I don't know how much of that shit I could deal with. I feel like Robert Pollard <laughs> is gonna die from cirrhosis of the liver <laughs> by the end of the show. Probably right. Like that's that. Yeah. Like he also like drinks like a fish through his whole fucking like. He service. does. He really like, does. Like, how the fuck is he going to be standing by the end of that? <laughs> yeah, that liver's going to explode on stage <laughs> and somebody's going to upload it to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, but shit. Uh, well, speaking of music we actually did listen to, though, we both listened to the new Lizzo record, Cause I Love You, which fucking rules. Cause I've... We, we, we talked about Lizzo a little bit uh, last time, uh, or a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, I was I, I was on... I don't think you were quite convinced, but I think maybe yeah. this album made yeah. you a believer. <laughs> yes, it did. I'm, I'm very... I'm a very skeptical person by nature, mm -hmm. so... But, dude, that opening track... I was oh, like, yeah. okay, she's, she's playing for real real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. And like, there's just banger after banger on that on that fucking uh, album, man. Like, they're all fucking great. That opening track, "Cause I Love You," is fucking great. Uh, like so a girl really, is great. Like a girl is great. Fucking juice is great. Jerome is great. I fucking love Jerome. <laughs> Take your ass home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come back when you're grown. <laughs> That's great. Um, I fucking love um, uh, the Missy Elliott collab tempo. Like I've had yeah. that stuck in my like a head all day. Like some song, they have a skinny hose. Can't love <laughs> this one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's really cool is like you can tell that especially when she raps, her delivery is very Missy Elliott inspired. Yeah, Missy Elliott's one of her big influences. I watched an interview with her uh, recently where she goes on about Missy Elliott and. Uh, yeah, she has eclectic music taste, man. She also likes a lot of, like, fucking, um... Uh, she talked about... She likes, like, a lot of, like, early 2000s indie rock, which is weird. <laughs> I, I can certainly see it. You know, she wrote, like, um... She wrote Cause I Love You with ex-ambassadors, who I thought were just, like, another Imagine Dragons ripoff. Uh, so I'm impressed. Yep. That's pretty fucking cool, yeah. Yeah, she's very eclectic. That makes sense, though. She was a uh, she was a band nerd in high school, so like she's legit, man. Dude, it yeah. makes sense. She's a flautist for crying out loud. Yeah, uh, flautist. <laughs> like she knows her shit. She likes a wide range of th the shit. Like she doesn't like I don't know. Like like I like a lot of hip hop. Well, it's not just like it's not just hip hop artists. I don't want to. It's it's kind of a thing with the. Uh, like uh, pretty much every genre like people who get into a certain genre only listen to that genre and they kind of put themselves into a box and they don't experiment with other uh, like sound palettes and stuff but um, yeah she brings in a lot of her different influences on this record I hear a lot of Minneapolis sound yes on this album There's a lot of Minneapolis sound in here I was thinking that as well and I was like it's like, man, it's too bad that uh, Prince is no longer with this man. Like, I, I feel like he could have done some shit with her. He could have wrote some badass songs for her. And I want to know who's playing lead guitar on, on this album. Because they're ripping it. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's all live instrumentation too, or mostly live instrumentation. There's a lot of live instrumentation, a lot more than a, a, a typical modern hip hop album. I am not sure. I'm sure it's on here. I don't even know if I call this a hip hop album entirely, because no, it's like um, it's like it's like pop, it's like pop soul hip hop fusion. A lot of R and B in there. And uh, you, you know who really loves this album, though? My girlfriend. She oh. loves the, the hell out of this album. Oh, she finally got on board with Lizzo, too? <laughs> Dude, we've been listening to this album for hours. <laughs> hours. I've heard these songs at least three times over. Yes. By this point. <laughs> Good, man. I'm glad. It's a dope-ass album. I have to get uh, my girlfriend into it. I get a feeling. Well, she already likes Lizzo. But I don't think she's heard this new record, so she'll probably dig it. I, I really hope this girl gets famous, man. <laughs> I hope so too, man. Uh, and like, she's kind of like bubbling just under the surface right now. Like, she's big and like, and kind of the underground pop scene, which is it's kind of a weird oxymoron, but it is a thing. And um, she's just sort of like bubbling under the surface. Like, uh, I know Juice is uh, making some headway. Dude, I. I... <laughs> We were listening to the Lizzo record this morning, and Juice is playing on one of those stupid Spotify commercials for, like, uh, wine coolers or something. <laughs> I'm like, that's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. Like, um, this is, yeah, this is, if any, like, this is an album that's kind of tailor-made to blow up, man, because there's, like, so many, like, single-worthy tracks on this thing. And I really hope that she, it, it does well for her, because I f like this is better than most shit you hear on Top 40 by like a lot. Because <laughs> so. if, if, if this ends up being a flop, there's no justice in this world. <laughs> yeah, there's no justice at all, man. And like, I don't know, man. She, she doesn't, but like, uh, she doesn't like uh, look the part. Like, she's very, she's a <laughs> very large lady. It's not, not your typical pop starlet, but uh, no. Uh, but uh, I think she kind of turns that into her, like one of her strengths, because she writes a lot of songs about it. And uh, she also she's also like her number one, her own number one cheerleader. Like uh, she has a song in here called Soulmate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is about it, like explicitly just just being super into herself. And that's not the first song she's done like that. She had a song on the second album. Um, I think what was it called? I think it was called I Think I'm in Love, which is also like very much along the same lines. <laughs> And it, it sort of reminds me of like the, uh, I think it's the last song off the EP where she's kind of, kind of addressing her flaws, you know, and all that. Yeah. And uh, that, I saw the same interview uh, that you did. And I, you know, she, I hope this is a, a persona because it's, you know, she seems very down to earth. Oh yeah, yeah. She's very, she's very grounded. She definitely has crafted like a kind of persona for yourself. Like you kind of have to, like in the pop world these days. But like she is, like if you see her like in interviews and stuff, like she's like very down to earth. She's very grounded. Like she's very charming. Like um, she tells. Like, <laughs> did you ever see like? Um, I saw one thing she did. Like where she tells like a great story about like getting into a fight at the club with like these <laughs> these chicks who stole her phone out of the bathroom. <laughs> I, I wonder I wonder if that's where uh, where my phone is <laughs> maybe I don't know I, 
Maybe. It, it could be, but it may have been the inspiration. Like, no, it's just like, she knew that, like... <laughs> that, uh, like, she knew that... that I, it's a fucking funny-ass story. You should, like, look it up on YouTube. It's basically... I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Because, like, she really reminds me of the people my girlfriend works with. You know, they're, they're all black ladies. <laughs> yeah. They're all very sassy and irreverent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she's funny as shit, and yeah, she's also, like, very, yeah, she's very, like, well-rounded, like, one of those, she is, if, like, it comes across in the interviews, like, she is, like, much, like, she knows a lot fucking more, like, about, like, music and, like, composition and stuff than you would, uh, than people would probably give her credit for. <laughs> she, she probably knows more than most people making music today. Yeah. <laughs> But the yes, so it's because I love you by Lizzo. A fucking amazing record. I absolutely recommend it. Uh, uh, yeah, a strong A, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's one of the best albums I have heard this year. It better be on some top ten lists, yeah. man. That was great. I was watching the Fantana review of it before we went on air. He gave it an eight out of ten. I feel like that's Good. deserved. Solid. He's wearing the yellow flannel. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Always a good sign. But uh, yeah, this this shit's dope. I'm looking forward to more. There's so yeah, we got some shit coming up, man. I guess Mountain Goats and Guided by Voices next week. We'll talk about that shit. Uh, it's fuck. just a crazy one-two punch, man. Yeah. yeah. God, got a lot of. And I know it's going to be fucking work, man, because I'm going to have to listen to that Mountain Goats album a few times, because you got to really pay attention to the lyrics in those songs. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you're listening to rap, almost. Yeah. You're like, i gotta, I got to really focus my brain <laughs> on these words this guy's saying. Yeah. Uh, Best Coast is recording their fourth album. They're right in the middle of that. It's probably not going to be out for a few months, but that's also coming up. So, uh, let me see. Let me see. I've been uh, also listening to Pup's new record. Whose new record? The Pup's. Oh, okay. And uh, they're kind of out of the same vein as Jeff Rosenstock and Remo Drive, those sorts of bands. Gotcha. It's good, but it's not, like, <laughs> it's, it's not like... It's not revelatory or anything. It's mm. solid. That's the thing, like, I feel like in order for me to be blown away, like, rock doesn't really blow me away anymore, so I gotta listen to other genres, you know? Yeah. I get that. Let's see, what was going on? What's going on? What's going on? I'm looking at upcoming music releases here. Let's see what's going on with this shit. Oh, there was a new Amanda Palmer album I have not heard at all. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see, let's see. Karen O and Danger Mouse. Weird. This guy collaborates with everybody. Huh. Uh, let's see, let's see here. Uh, new Megadeth record. Really? Okay, that might be worth checking out. Let's see, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, is it April? Yeah, it's April. Uh, let's see here, let's see here. And, uh... Anderson Pac. Uh, I still I still need to hear that guy because I heard 
the 10 CP, but that's about it. Yeah. Let's see. Apparently, they're releasing a new Nirvana live album, Live at the Paramount. I mean, it's cool and all, but I've heard so much Nirvana in my life. Hmm. Let's see here. Cage the Elephant. Uh, social clues. I think our uh, social cues, rather. I think I remember liking Cage the Elephant. I've heard some of their shit. I think I remember liking that. Let's see. Let's see here. Oh right, the last Cranberry Records is gonna be is uh, should be out. I think. I think it's already out. Sounds sad. <clears throat> What's that? Sounds sad. Uh, well. They, she recorded everything before she died, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... I don't know. I was never a big Cranberries fan. Like, they were, like, one of those bands I was aware of. You know, I, I've heard. Heard uh, Zombie, I've heard, heard Linger. Yeah, 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 I've heard, like, the hits. But I never really did a deep dive on them. But apparently they're, they're quite well-respected. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard put out another fucking Dude, album. Are you kidding I, me? I really enjoy their stuff. They're, they're fun. They're like a, to me, they're like a more loosey-goosey, uh, tame impala. <laughs> I could buy that, I guess. I don't know. They put, out, they put out a new record that just came out today, Fishing for Fishies. They just put out, like, three albums last year. I know they did. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Worse than Guided by Voices. Holy shit. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. What's coming up in May? Anything cool? New Bad Religion? I don't know. Bad Religion is one of those bands where I feel like if you heard one song, you heard them all. <laughs> That's a lot of punk bands. You can say the same about Rancid, but uh, <laughs> we love them. Right. Uh, oh, that's right. The Vampire Weekend album finally fucking drops. May oh, 3rd. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hearing some of the singles. They're good, um, man. I like them. Yeah. Uh, but to me, the the one I'm really looking forward to is the new Mac DeMarco record. Yes. This, new, yeah, there's a bunch of good shit coming out on uh, uh, coming up in May. Like, you got that new Vampire Weekend record. Uh, yeah, you got you got that new Mac DeMarco record, which I'm also excited about. You've also got a new Charlie Bliss record. What? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, man. May's going to be awesome. Yeah, May's going to be... May's looking... I, I don't know. The thing is, like... Dad really got into like mid-2000s butt rock, your hinders, <laughs> your nickelbacks. I wouldn't really consider Linkin Park uh, butt rock, but he was really into them too. Yeah. Uh, so. Let's see. There's a new record by The National coming out as well in May. Uh, a band I've struggled to get into. Yeah. <laughs> But shit, man, that's a fucking good lineup in May right there. A new Vampire Weekend, new Charlie Bliss, new Mac DeMarco. Like, that's three records I'm looking forward to right there. Oh, fuck, and uh, there's some shit coming up in June as well. There's a new fucking, um, new fucking Tours album coming out in June. Uh, fucking, uh, new fucking, um, uh, new fucking uh, Springsteen record. Uh, of course, I'm not super into Springsteen's no. stuff. New Mark Ronson record. <laughs> that might be good. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and a new Flaming Lips record in July. How about that? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Fl Flaming Lips is one of those bands that I've 
you know, I've sort of dipped my toes into their discography, but there's so much of it. Yeah, there's a fucking lot. I really only heard, um, let's see here, um, uh, I've heard Yoshimi Battles, the Pink Robots, of course, and I've also heard, uh, fucking... Did I make you w listen to the Soft Bulletin yet? Yes, yeah, Soft Bulletin, that's the other one I've heard. Okay, good. <clears throat> Both really good albums. But, man, that's fucking killer, man. So we got fucking Mountain Ghosts and Guided by Voices to talk about next week, and then got a whole bunch of good shit coming up in May as well. Alright, so the music's not looking as fucking desolate as it has the past couple months. I'm very excited. Yeah. I didn't know about the Charlie Bliss record. Yeah, man, Cause, May 10th. Because I was thinking about them the other day, I'm like, I really love that record. <laughs> I hope they haven't given up. <laughs> no, they're still, they're still going. Although apparently, uh, uh, there was a big to-do. I, I, I think we talked about it on the show. Um, fucking, um, you know Nathan Williams from Waves? He got into, like, a big fucking Twitch to-do. Because, uh, he was, uh, uh, he, post he posted ads on his Instagram for these properties he owned. He was basically posting, like, uh, uh listings for, like, rentals. And right. people got all in his fucking case. They're like, uh, cause it, uh, like, what, you're a fucking landlord? That's not punk. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, people are all in this fucking case <clears throat> having the audacity to own property. Uh, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought that stuff didn't exist anymore. I thought we were over that <laughs> sellout bullshit. No, no, like, they're just fucking calling him, like, a fucking traitor to the working class and all this shit. Oh, and, uh, fucking break. <laughs> So, like, uh, somebody, some music publication did a fucking story about it, and, like, how it was a whole stupid fucking controversy, and I talked to a lot of, like, other, like, indie musicians, including, uh, Charlie Bliss, and a lot of them were like, I can't believe he's doing well enough to own property. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It was like, yeah, all of us still, like, have side hustles, like... Like Some the, of us even have to work real jobs. Yeah, yeah, like the the lady who runs uh, Charlie Bliss. I think she has to work fucking. Um, she works as a supplier for like a fucking milk company or something. It's weird. Because that's the, that's the thing. Unless you're like a a pop artist <laughs> or or a, like a big time rap artist, you gotta still work a normal job. <laughs> yes. which sort of. Sort of reminds me of that Flight of the Concords record <laughs> song. You could be a part time model. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that's, that's, that was the big fucking thing. It was dumb, but that just, just reminded me of that because it was like all, everyone else is like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah, it's property? That's cool as hell. <laughs> Dude, I just, I just don't understand it. I, I, I blame a lot of the mystique bullshit that's associated with rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I really want all that mythology nonsense to die because no. there's no point. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see what the fuck else is going on. Well, uh. We are on the eve, well not even the eve, yesterday was the eve, of the new 
the latest capstone of like this whole first era of the MCU, I guess, the Avengers, is coming out. I've got tickets for tomorrow. I can wait for as long as I have to to watch it, because it's an obligation for me. I, I'll enjoy it. I will like it. I'm sure. But I can wait. It's... I don't... I don't really have FOMO anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm kind of hyped for it, man. Like, I wasn't. But then, like, um... Uh, like, a whole bunch of fucking good press is coming in for it. The, the movie I wanted to see that I haven't gotten a chance to see is Shazam. Oh, Shazam's so fucking good, man. Go see Shazam tomorrow. <laughs> It's very frustrating. I, Theaters will I, be empty, I promise you. <laughs> I try, trying to talk Melissa into doing it, you know, so... <laughs> Go fucking see Shazam, homie, it's so good. I re- I've been wanting to see it for months, and I'm just irritated. Because <laughs> <laughs> all, all, these, all these fucking roadblocks have been in my way to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I so that's, love that movie. That is. See, that, that's why I can wait for uh, the next Avengers movie. Because it's not really the movie that I've been looking forward to. Mm. I got you. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm kind of hyped for it. Just because, like, uh, I don't know, man. People, I'm hearing there's good fucking press coming out for it. And I'm like, okay. Alright. Like, a lot of people I respect saying very good things about this movie. Uh, like even people who are usually like oh, fucking Marvel movies, whatever. It's like fifty <laughs> of these. Who cares? <laughs> like that, your movie sucks, guy. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that dude. I don't watch his stuff anymore. Like that was an interesting shtick for about like a week, and then I was like, this is literally every single video he does. He is not easily impressed, and I'm like, dude, if you're such a stickler, make your own movies. It's like all of his videos are the fucking same. I don't need to watch them because I know exactly what the fuck he's going to say because he says the same thing in every fucking video. So, like, why fucking bother? <laughs> At the very least, he did like Blade Runner 2, so... <laughs> he's very very hard to please. <laughs> he's also a furry, which makes me inherently distrust. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> I know. Dude, do you, do you, do you watch uh, Internet Historian? Yeah. I love that guy. He's yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some stuff and like, and fucking like, uh, fucking. I, I'm sure you've seen the. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the fucking. Yes, that's right, dogs. <laughs> that's right. Wonderful. Furries. Wonderful. Furries are a, furries are a bane. I know. Give me a second. Yeah. Hey, get over here. Bye. Fucking shut up. You're always the you're always the instigator. You're the scrappy do of the pack. I don't need it. You like I said, if a robber were to break in right now, you'd bark a couple of times and then and then go hide somewhere while your while your owner got shot to death. <laughs> but anyway, you were saying I was gonna say I'm sure you saw the um the uh the Medicare videos on the furry community. <laughs> to thing like, I think I, everything I, that dude says with a grain of salt. But I, like, I know I know you disagree like with his views, and I'm not. But he's so funny. Yeah, he's funny. I find him so 
and his life. <laughs> like, um, I saw two videos uh, specifically, like his reaction to a guy reacting, overreacting to the new Star Wars trailer. <laughs> oh my god, did you see that? I uh, man, let people fucking enjoy shit. It's not hurting anybody. I saw it. I know, I, I know but the guy, I feel like the guy's like really overselling it for, for, for clicks, but whatever. You're right, it's his thing. And uh, apparently there's like a, a three furry homicide that happened like last year. Ridiculous. It's pretty fucking crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, have you been watching anything, man? Uh, well, I am caught up on One Punch Man. Um, it's, I don't know, it's like, this is the thing. I wish the animation was better. I am always gonna wish the animation was better. But this is also, like, the point in the story, like, in the manga, like, where I feel like the story really starts getting good. And the humor's still there, because, I mean... It's like, I feel like the source material is going to animate this, even if it was literally a slideshow. So, like, I can still enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, what's irritating to me, like, I'll see I'll see comments on, like, Crunchyroll or the One Punch Man uh, fan group, and they're like, Oh, who's, who's bitching about the animation now? And I'm just thinking to myself, it's still not as good as first season. No, it's not as good as the first season. Of course, that first season was a fucking magic trick, and it was never going to look that good, even if Madhouse came back to do it. But um, just because there are so many guest animators on that thing, there's no way they could get them all back. But uh, yes, I feel like recent episodes, like... I feel like they are spending their animation budget, like... Uh, are trying to, like, on the more impressive moments. And, like, they get it up to a level where it looks decent. It's definitely not as good as the first season. Not not even close. But, like I said, like, One Punch Man, it's like, the story alone is enough to, to, to keep me watching just because this is the part of the story where I feel like it gets really interesting and it's still fucking funny as shit. Like, Dude, uh, it's, <laughs> it's crazy how good of a writer One is, man. Yeah. He's so talented. Like, yeah. you need to keep watching Mob Psycho, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to, for sure. Um... And I'm glad I, I cracked up just as much seeing in the anime as I did reading in the manga. Like, the first meeting between Saitama and Garo. Like, <laughs> it's so it fucking is good. our classic Saitama moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> they do such a good fucking job of selling Garo. Like, um, he's like, he just, like, fucks up everybody he meets. Like, fucked up, you know, tank top master, ass class hero and everything. And he just meets Saitama and, like... Tries to fucking murk him, and Saitama's like, "What? What? Like, what are you doing, bro? Are you trying to mug me?" It's <laughs> 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 like, "Stay out of my way while I'm shopping, shop." <laughs> like, <laughs> just... Is it is is it true that like One Punch Man is bigger here than it is in Japan? I don't know. I don't know. Cause like it. It seems very, uh, I mean, obviously it's Western influence because it's about superheroes. Here's a, here's a hard question. Which is the better superhero shonen? One Punch Man or My Hero Academia? Uh, different beasts. Different beasts entirely. I don't think they're comparable. Uh, My Hero Academia is like a very straightforward, traditional shonen. And, uh, yeah, One Punch Man is like a, like a satire show, so it's like, one's a comedy and one's 
like much more sincere about the whole thing. If you're and, asking and me which one I like more, it's One Punch Man. <laughs> right. Uh, you could say it's like Superman versus X Men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like I, I like One Punch Man a lot more. Like if I had to like fucking banish one from the space time continuum. <laughs> yeah. But um, and I but I like. My Hero Academia a fucking lot though. Like, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just glad that uh, we live in such a fucking uh, golden age of a uh, uh, fucking superhero media. <laughs> so it's pretty that. crazy. Wow. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I've also been reading. Uh, what is it? The Promised Neverland. Uh, finished the first arc, so I'm taking a break. Going back to the Hobbit. Going back to the Hobbit, you have to take a break to read the Hobbit. Dude, those chapters are deceptively long. <laughs> Man, because because like when I, you know, I tried reading two things at this at the same time, and I'm like, I can't do this. I get too tired. <laughs> like, because we get to bed at like like three or four, and I can read for like half an hour, and then I'm like. Oh, I'm tired. I can't read anymore. So I'm going to wrap up The Hobbit. I don't know what I'll read after that, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> man. I don't know, man. I read The Hobbit in like a week when I was 12. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, uh, you know, I got to... The thing is, like, with uh, Dragon Quest Eight. Uh, in my life right now, I can't really <laughs> give my afternoons and evenings to books. <laughs> That's fair enough. How are you doing with that game, dude? I love it. <laughs> Fucking great, right? Dude, it's like it's like I'm playing a fantasy anime. It's so good. Yeah, it's fucking great. I fucking love Dragon Quest Eight. One of my favorite games on the PS2. I'm still, uh, I am like, uh, I took a break from Dragon Quest XI just because, like, I'm right before the final boss. Like, right, right before it. And, like, uh, I kind of don't want it to be over. So, <laughs> so I'll just, like, I'll uh, put it off. Because once I'm done with it, I'm done with it. <laughs> I just got done with the Prince Charmels oh. <laughs> quest. I hate that guy. I hope, I don't, I don't remember what happens to him. But I hope it's satisfying. Prince Charmless, yeah. <laughs> Such a coward. Yes. Had to yeah. fight fight those dragons by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you want to date my horse girlfriend? I don't think so. <laughs> but dude, I I love this game. <laughs> it's probably my favorite RPG I've played in a little while. Like the thing is, I'm enjoying it more than. Final Fantasy XII and all that stuff. I agree. I agree with you, man. It's one of my favorite RPGs on the PS2. Might be my favorite PS2 RPG, honestly. It, it's up there. It might be it. Because, like, it was either this game or per Persona 3 or 4. So, I was like... I don't know. Did I make the better decision? <laughs> um, I would say... Probably. I think, yeah, I like Dragon Quest Eight more than Persona 3, but I like Persona 3 a fucking lot. Because, I don't know, it just depends. Like, if you're looking for, like, a pure RPG, yes, this was the better choice. But, like, if you want, like, an RPG mixed with a little high school sim slash dating sim, then Persona is the better choice, so. See, see, the thing is, I was gonna, I was gonna get Persona, 
for my love of JoJo, because I love the stand concept. Yeah. But I will say that, uh, fuck, man, I don't think I could ever play Persona 3 again after playing Persona 5, because I was like, Persona 5 just does everything so much fucking better. Ugh. <laughs> but, um, speaking of which, they're releasing a new fucking... They're releasing an up updated re-release of Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal. With, uh, it's, it's gonna have, like, a new, uh, party member, and there's gonna be, like, a new... They're adding, like, a new, uh, school semester. <laughs> a whole new chunk of playable game. Like, 33% more. Dude, I love RPGs. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. I, I might, I might get... Try out the Persona series after I finish Dragon Quest. Yeah, Persona. I have not played four, so I can't vouch for it. I hear four is really fucking good. Uh, I really fucking loved three when I was playing it, but like now, like looking back on it, it's like man, everything I loved about three kind of was done better in five. But like, it's just everything is just smoother. Like, plus like the combat's way better in five. Like three, it's like. Uh, it's like the the dungeons in that game, like it's all like one gigantic procedurally generated dungeon. Sounds very boring. It sounds very tedious, and uh, you can't control your party members. Like you can only control your main character, which it makes things a fucking dice roll, especially for certain boss fights where you just kind of have to hope that your party members do what you want them to do. Sounds like it gives me Kingdom Hearts flashbacks. It might. <laughs> It might, and it's kind of bullshit just because Persona relies on a fucking, um... It has this system, like, where you, like, hit enemies with a weakness, and, like, you can knock them down, and, like, you can chain, like, interesting combos and stuff together, but that's all assuming that your party members do the smart thing, which they don't always do. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, I really enjoyed Kingdom Hearts, but I am not the biggest fan of real-time combat. Like, I like... Being able to be more precise, you know? Yeah. I like micromanaging. Yeah, and like, uh, the Persona, it is turn-based combat, but it's just like you can't control your party members. Ah, that's I was, so lame. One of the fucking things they improved about 5 is they let you control your party members and switch them out at will, and it just, they have like a whole fucking tag system, like, ah, oh, combat system, so fucking beautiful in Persona 5. It's one of the best turn-based uh, combat systems of all time. I, I honestly, like, not even all that fucking salty about the fact I'm gonna have to pay another fucking $60 to buy this game again. Oh, man. <laughs> so I can play it with the extra shit. <laughs> Which is you scummy. As, you can't Which get is, it as DLC? No, that, I know. And, like, people are fucking salty about that. I'm a little bit salty about it. But uh. buy it anyway. Because, like, there's no reason in this day and age they couldn't do it as DLC, but they're just not gonna. <laughs> Like, no, fuck you, pay us 60 bucks. <laughs> uh, fuck you, that's why. Oh, come on, man. Because they, <laughs> they know Persona fans are fucking hardcore, so, like, they know they're gonna <laughs> fucking buy it. And it was like, we know you're gonna fucking buy this shit, so give us your money. <laughs> give us your money, have you fucker. <laughs> so, what else have you been watching, man? <sighs> fuck. Um, let's see here. I've been catching up with The Flash. I've been working my way through season four. Uh, it's okay. It's alright. See, see, the thing is, I, I quit uh, like halfway through season three because I'm like, I don't watch The Flash for this grim and gritty bullshit. 
Because <laughs> I love the first two seasons. Yeah. Man. Are you still watching Supergirl? Has not, it gotten better? I, I don't know. I've never finished the second season of Supergirl. I'll probably go back to watching it. But uh, I'm catching up with The Flash right now. I know uh, I'm uh, uh, mostly catching up with the because uh, I want to see the big crossover thing, Crisis on Earth X, which is the big crossover they did last year, where they all go to an alternate Earth where everybody's Nazis. Um, <laughs> Gotta love, love that. Yeah, like, that's some good old-fashioned Silver Age nonsense. Um, other than that, let's see. Oh, yeah, the second season of Sabrina, uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina dropped. I've been watching that, a few episodes into that. Really fucking liking it. Of course, I fucking love that show. That's so my aesthetic. Uh, I'm basically watching uh, with Melissa. It's like King of the Hill. And I'm get, trying to get her into Rick and Morty the third time around. Because for, for some reason, that show doesn't click with some people, which I understand. Well, to be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to understand <laughs> a lot of the jokes. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It's a goddamn cartoon. Get over yourself. Gotta have a, gotta have a, you know, like at least a rudimentary understanding of theoretical physics <laughs> and philosophy. <laughs> I just want to smack some people. <laughs> if your intelligence is predicated on a cartoon, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I fucking like. I love Rick and Morty. I kind of fucking hate Rick and Morty fans. <laughs> And the thing is, I was an early adopter of the show before it was a big hit. You were. So you were like a, fucking on my ass to watch that show for two years before I finally did. <laughs> so it's very and it's very irritating because I gotta say, Pickle Rick isn't overrated. Me, I was never really impressed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People like. Yeah, it's like people like just didn't watch the last five minutes of that episode, like where Rick just gets savagely deconstructed by that therapist. <laughs> it's like they only take what they want to take out of it. They're normies. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I boil it down to. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, she's she's enjoying it, but. You know, it's the first season, and to me, the first season is pretty much unimpeachable, as far as quality is concerned. It's pretty fucking good. I, I don't know what my favorite season is. Uh, I think they're all pretty fucking great. It's just, I really love the show. I can wait. I can wait for the next season. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm fucking fine with it. It's not like, I don't know, people... People get so fucking like, oh my god, it's such a like a long wait between seasons. Maybe it's just because I'm a Venture Brothers fan and I'm used to waiting like like fucking seven years for seasons. <laughs> you could say they were pioneers of that. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, I don't know. It's it's like yeah, I just just like, man, what what the fuck ever? What the fuck ever? You have to wait a couple years. Fuck you. <laughs> People were freaking out because they had to wait for the next or the last season of Game of Thrones. I know, and to know? me, like, like that time passed. That was like no time at all to me. Like, like when like it started airing like, again, like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, what? It's fucking already back. I like, didn't like, like wow. Have, 
Have you watched any of Game of Thrones, Eddie? No, I don't have HBO, and I'm not gonna oh, fucking pay man. for it. And uh, like these last couple seasons are basically just fan fiction anyway. So <laughs> you could argue that I've heard that they're 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 hewing very closely to Martin's probably gonna be unfinished book, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm keeping abreast of it. Like I read, I, I read fucking spoilers after the show airs. Like I don't give a fucking shit. It's like, this it's like, whatever. Just so I can, you know, be up on the fucking. It's just one of those things that, like, you just the, wa- the water, the water cooler. Yeah, it's bullshit. just like one of those things, like, where you're just not gonna understand at least half of what people are talking about on Twitter unless you at least know what's going on. So, it's whatever. It, it's all kind of shaking out more or less exactly how I thought it would shake out. So, like, the show's not surprising me at this I, point. I expect, I expect a lot of tears. After Sunday, no, because oh yeah, I, so, people are gonna die. I'm sure. And the thing is, like, I don't really feel that connected to most of the characters. No. Like yeah. Sa- Samuel Tarley's like the only one I care about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, it's like anybody dies, I wouldn't be that fucking like. Uh, upset about it uh, honestly like I'm trying to think like who like who if they died I'll be like oh no not them like nobody really I, I kind of feel like John I feel I kind of feel like John is kind of meant to die like I think D- Daenerys is also meant to die <laughs> I don't know man because because had... think about it she's gonna be a, a she's gonna be the next mad Targaryen well that's, that's, the, that's the thing like <laughs> Um, she might turn heel, but I don't know if she's necessarily gonna die. But at the same time, it's like people are making a bigger deal out of this fucking thing, and that's why I also think that this is like fanfic bullshit, right? Because they're not really they're playing like everybody's acting like this. Is it's like fuck. it's like fantasy football almost. Yeah, but like this act like it's this unimpeachable thing that like John like has like the ultimate claim to the throne. I'm like no, he doesn't. Nah, Gendry yeah. man. What? No, Ginger doesn't. Fuck Ginger. But 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 for me, for me, uh, the one I think who has the greatest claim is Sansa. <laughs> no. My you, money's on Sansa. That's <laughs> you, so you're putting money on who's actually gonna wind up on the throne. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about in like a fucking in-universe legal sense. Ginger has no fucking standard. He's a bastard. Sansa's a Stark. She has no fucking connection to it at all. Even when Robert usurped the throne, the Baratheons were descended from a uh, offshoot of House Targaryen, so right. kind of like a tangential claim that way. No, I'm talking like in a fucking legal sense, a legal in-universe sense. Everybody's acting like John like has the best claim to the throne. Like when he doesn't, he doesn't have a claim to the throne at all. Even if he is like the legitimate son of Rhaegar Targaryen, because he swore an oath to the Night's Watch, he gave up all claims to titles when he did that. He wasn't where he had any titles to give up, but he still swore the oath. And I know you can argue that when he died, he fulfilled his oath to the Watch, but that just means he doesn't owe the Watch anything. It doesn't mean he gets back anything he gave up. Like, when so, he gave so, up that title, it passed to Daenerys legitimately. That is my uh, Westerosi... That is my <laughs> Westerosi lawyer case. <laughs> for, for a guy who doesn't watch the show, you've really come up with a case. Dude, I've read all the books. I fucking love the books. And um, I watched the show up until they started uh, getting into uncharted territory. D- 
Dude, I, I kind of really hate how they've simplified a lot of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, like, I read all the fucking books, dude. Like, I am up on my fucking Westeros lore. Like, I fucking love A Song of Ice and Fire. It's Game of Thrones, I'm a little bit... Take or leave. <laughs> and, like, Tyrion's, Tyrion's a damn idiot this season, dude. Yeah, that's not so ineffectual. It's fanfic bullshit. I guarantee you Tyrion will, will not be acting like this in the show. In the books, rather. That's, not, that's why I'm like, I don't think that this is... You know, I think that... I think that uh, George R. R. Martin probably gave them the cliff notes, but they're writing a lot of the lot of this shit themselves, and you can tell this has not come off like George R. R. Martin's writing. Like he would not be nearly this fucking haphazard about this shit. So how, how many times can Tyrion make a I've I've got balls? Yeah, Jesus, it's dumb. That's that is why, in my opinion, like I highly doubt that. If the last couple of books come out, I highly doubt that they are actually... I think the broad strokes should probably be the same, but I think, like, I think it's going to be much better written. <laughs> and I think that everybody's... I think that, yeah. These last three seasons of Game of Thrones. Fanfic and, bullshit. <laughs> and, and what's kind of irritating to me is, like, you have people who really love this show, and yeah. I like it okay. It's fine. It's no Breaking Bad, you know. If I had to pick a pick a big show to compare it to, which you need to watch, I don't know if you'll ever get around to it. But I saw the first season of it. I liked it, but like, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, it got like so fucking nihilistic in the second season, and which I know that's not even the low point. No, I know, it's not. I know it gets so much fucking darker than that. <laughs> not even close. And that's the thing, man. Like I watched that, and I was like, man, like, like this is too much of a bummer right now. And I know it only gets like more, like more, like it only becomes more of a bummer later on. So I don't really want to subject myself to this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's it's good television, though, man. It's great. Sure. I mean, I, sure. I love I love my misery porn. <laughs> Like, but anyway, you want to wrap this up, dude? Yeah, yeah, so we can wrap it up. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess we're nearing the end of shit we got to talk about. So if you'd like to contact us here to all the feedback loop, you can do that by emailing us directly at feedbackpod.look.com. Hit us up uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash feedbackpod, feedbackpod.tumblr.com. Check out uh, me on Twitter, at feedbackghost on Twitter. And... Um, uh, you can also check out uh, my stuff on Instagram at Eddie O'Sale, D D Y O S A I L E on Instagram. Check out Donnie's music, House Husband, one word on SoundCloud. Also, Heart Mind Combo on SoundCloud, and uh, also on Bandcamp as well. So uh, yeah, that's about it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Eddie, and I'm Donnie. Remember to support your independent artists. Support your local scene.
Free. 